This is Jeffrey Aaron, and welcome to today's Flying Talkers. These are strange times indeed. Here we are in late October, and newspaper and other media front pages featured pictures of container ports with stacks of shipping containers. And when the stories talk about the logistical challenges of managing these devices, things are really getting kind of interesting. We consider that these devices have been around in the background for the best part of the past 50 years, so one can only wonder at their sudden rise to notoriety. Or maybe not, as whether one loads at an ocean shipping industry or the air cargo industry, the reality is that the management of these essential tools of the trade have been an accident waiting to happen for years with under-resourced and understaffed facilities or chasing dollars and keeping their fingers crossed that the wheels will not fall off the bus. That's what's happening with some people right now. Well, the ocean side wheels have well and truly fallen off, it appears. One can only wonder how much worse it'll get if the politicians try to get into the mix. On the air side, things are perhaps not quite so high profile, but nevertheless, it's not a pretty sight. For the past 18 months, airlines have been struggling to reposition empty units given their lower priority than revenue cargo on the limited number of available flights, and in many cases have had to turn to simply purchasing additional equipment to compensate for their assets being in the wrong place at the wrong time. It's actually been a golden 18 months for both manufacturers and rental companies of containers with no sign of that changing anytime soon as they respond to this total global mess. So what are the lessons to be learned from the situation? It would be only fair to say that taking the head in the sand approach to managing these transportation assets, whether they be for ocean shipping or for air freight, will work some of the time, but it absolutely will not work all of the time. When push comes to shove, the cracks will start to show very, very quickly. Perhaps though, and I'm not very optimistic, in the aftermath of the current situation, greater attention will get paid to the manner in which transportation assets are treated. Well, one can only hope. Flying Talkers 2021, brought to you today by the people of ATC, from Frankfurt, Germany to the world, with offices open everywhere, ATC is the reliable general services and sales agent, GSSA, for top-rated customer satisfaction. If your airline is delivering service excellence, chances are ATC represents them somewhere. There's no secret sauce here. ATC's Extraordinary expertise and service ethic harkens back to a time when results-driven cargo executives were the product of a lifetime of best practices and great training. So contact ATC, One World, One Great Air Cargo GSSA. ATC Aviation can be contacted at atc.aviation.com.
and tell them Flying Talker sent you. That's atc-aviation.com. So the container news in 2021 is a big deal. So says Bob Rogers, VP and Treasurer of ULD Care. What's ULD Care? Well, for one thing, ULD Care is focused on the future. Bob says we clearly cannot ignore the current challenges faced by the airline industry, so ULD Care remains committed to its mission of being a catalyst for the development of positive change in the way ULDs are operated. That means we've continued to push ahead with various initiatives, which we believe will benefit the air cargo industry in general and to ULD operations in particular. In this regard, we're fortunate that in over the past few years, a number of new technologies have emerged which appear to offer considerable opportunities for application in ULD operations, including but not limited to blockchain, smartphone apps, APIs, and virtual reality. The core fundamentals for a ULD remain the same, delivering flight safety with the lightest possible tear weight while operating in a generally unfriendly environment. As a result, airlines face the challenge of ensuring regulatory compliance while enduring never-ending repair bills. What I like about Bob Rogers is that he gets right down to business. So you got a minute, got 60 seconds. Here's a free training video at uld60seconds.com. It's in collaboration with uh, Perti Mero's Airport College International over in Finland. ULD Care has developed a series of 60-second videos conveying the basic principles of safe and efficient ULD operations using effective video techniques. Given the challenging physical condition and high turnover that characterize many of the industry operations today, training a workforce that handles ULD is a daily challenge. Having a simple but effective training solution is the answer to reducing damage, Bob says, and repair costs as well as improving safety. So ULD 60 Seconds is a free tool offering 60-second awareness videos on safe ULD inspection, handling, and storage procedure. So take a walk with your fingers. ULD number 60 lowercase seconds.com ULD 60 seconds.com and get some smarts about what's going on with ULDs at least get a tip where you may be able to move with them in the future this guy knows his stuff Perti Marozzi accomplished airport college guy ex-finair guy ex-cargo guy himself that knows the business can help you with these things and so why not that's uldcare.com. ULD is a global industry association. They began 1971 as part of IATA, as part of an IATA committee. Ten years ago, they became a legal entity. We asked Bob, why'd you do that? Bob said simply, with his partner, Urs Versendanger, 
because people want to know who they're doing business with. It's a human thing. Okay, down for that. More information, uldcare.com. This is Jeffrey Aaron. Okay, everybody gets an opportunity to say something. Maybe it's impolitic, but this is an open forum. I see one more picture of the Lufthansa MD-11 retirement. I think I'm going to put my foot through my computer. No, nothing that dramatic. Okay, I'll be a little more contained about this thing. And I understand you have an airplane, you fall in love with it. I know all about that kind of stuff. Sure, I've written books about it. Can't wait to get my picture taken next to a B-377. You know, that's just unbelievable. Commercial version of the B-29 called the Stratocruiser. When I was a kid, I used to take a Stratocruiser from Toledo, Ohio (laughs) to New York City and sit in the downstairs lounge. I guess it was a ferry flight or something because the airplane flew, well, flew from LaGuardia no, couldn't have flown from LaGuardia because it was too big for the runway. Flew from Kennedy, which was Idlewild at that time, via Toledo to uh, Northwest Orient's uh, flights from uh, Minneapolis. I'm talking about loving an old airplane. Yeah, I love the MD-11. Used to love to watch the horizon, thin air flights coming into North America when you could sit in the cockpit back in those days. Remember those days when you could sit in a jump seat? Well, those are gone forever as well. Uh, here's my point. Two weeks from now, or two months from now, when that Lufthansa MD-11 comes back in with new livery, I doubt anybody's going to be shedding a tear. They'll be too busy doing YouTubes and doing, and rightfully so, doing these announcements of, wow, are we proud to have these new 777s or whatever we're, they're going to use over there. Here's the point. Why not, when you have this great love of an old airplane, begin some sort of a lineage recognition? Maybe underneath the left side window, a small logo to show where it's been, or how about on the tail, the empennage? Just maybe a small logo. Would anybody ever get it together to do that? I mean, we all love airplanes. And aside from our own livery, do we really love the airplane? Yeah, we love airplanes. So why not do that? Ah, the hope of bygone days, you know? I'm thinking about what happened to the airline forwarder partnership as announced by IATA and FIATA in Dublin during October 2016. I was thinking about that because of the conference that just ended over in uh, Dublin, that emergency uh, world cargo symposium that, as I mentioned before, Sullivan and company pulled off, it worked, had a sort of a limited audience. You saw the same person twice within 24 hours and then maybe 10 times before it was all over. Kind of feel sorry for uh, people that had to spend a lot of money and time there, but I hope it was worth it. It's a mandated meeting and all the rest of it. But anyway, as WCS wrapped up October 14th, 
The subject wasn't discussed at all about Ayala Fiat. That partnership was not discussed at all. It's been swept under the rug by Ayala. I've asked in our columns several times. I ask Willie Walsh, talks a mile a minute. His partner now, Brandon Freed. Brandon loves Willie Walsh. We all love everybody. Everybody loves everybody. But let's get some real answers here. What happened to the Ayala Fiat? partnership. And as I said, if you're going by letters in the alphabet, maybe it should have been called Fiata, Iata. Point is, it's gone. It's history. Came out in 2016. Uh, uh, Popovich and uh, these other guys all lined up with uh, Fiata people, leaders of Fiata, Mr. Zhao from, from uh, Sino Trans, president, and uh, some other people were in the picture. Uh, what happened to it? it? Just went away. They were doing some testing up in up in Canada. Everybody's kind of hush hush or too polite. Who knows what's going on? Lots of logisticians around the world were animated and excited at the prospect of a greater participation and cooperation between partners in air cargo. But alas, the partnership seemingly never got out of the gate. And once upon a time, dreams of working closer relationships and even a genuine partnership. Need I be redundant? So here we're gonna share some words from 2016, when, when that announcement was made by a freight forwarder, the late Joe Frigger, Joachim Frigger, of uh, Ocean Freight Forwarder, a logistics specialist. Till 19 April of 2021, he served as chairman of Emotrans, a company that continues to build and thrive with 250 offices in 120 countries around the world. Setting this up as a credo, something he said in 2016. Ever since I started in this business, Joe said, in 1958, the relationship between airlines and freight forwarders has been volatile. The initial view was that a freight forwarder was an agent who collects a commission from the airline. This perception has gradually changed over time so that the forwarder is maybe a customer and lately even a partner. Does the forwarder represent the airline, the shipper, or is he, she, a partner of the airline? If so, to what extent? The two different business models, asset and non-asset driven, make it difficult to define, or is the airline just a supplier of space at uncertain price levels without guarantees from either side? In today's environment, Joe Frigger said, the shippers and consignees demand transparency of supply chain procedure. The forwarder has to control the whole process from pickup to customs clearance and delivery. He is viewed as the architect of this process and accordingly held accountable. Whether we as forwarders like it or not, and whether it forces us to work together closely with all carriers, be they air, ocean, or land, is going to happen no matter what. Existing IT systems still do not give us the integrated accuracy and transparency of shipment locations at any given point of the transportation chain from beginning to end. We have to work together and invest together to create a better flow of integrated information from pickup to delivery. Customers traditionally just want to know how much does the transportation cost and when will my shipment arrive? 
it's a tough job for us, and I'm convinced that we can do it, Joe Frigger said in 2016, kindly make note, if we focus on essential elements. People in our business are resilient and inventive. And I believe that Fiat can fill an important role here, Joe said at the time. The wonder, in October 2021, is Joe's voice simply from bygone days or in the face of the manner in which COVID has changed the world and certainly the air cargo industry, should we not look at the idea of enhanced cooperation in a new light? The way this initiative was allowed to disappear, Iata Fiata should be closely examined. First of all, all the characters have changed. The guys who set up this deal took the package and bailed. The guy that ran the deal, he's gone. Somebody else knew was over at IATA. People are moving and moving and moving. And the industry is telling us, the shipping business is telling us, and what's going on in the world right now is loud and clear. Simple common sense. Back up a minute. Based on history, Joe's words and our consideration of what we need as essential to continue to build air cargo can be better served with the airlines and the global partners as true partners. Joe's not here anymore, okay? But can we talk about it? This is Jeffrey Aaron. Flying Talkers podcast brought to you today by your friends at PayCargo, the better way to pay and to save time and money. You see, PayCargo has a better idea. By simplifying the payment process to more than 3,000 vendors, cargo moves faster. PayCargo saves you time and money by expediting important data and funds to ensure rapid release of your cargo. Maybe best of all, you get the time to build your business assured that the pay cargo team is with you, providing trackable, tangible results every step of the way. So why wonder why most shipments in the pay cargo system get released in as little as one hour? Go to www.paycargo.com and explore a whole new way to pay and get paid. PayCargo offers flexible payment options and also available credit lines. And as the number one online platform in the world for cargo payments, www.paycargo.com can offer you a level of service, financial expertise, and connectivity that makes it easy to ship, click, and pay. So go to www.paycargo.com and get the rest of the story. Discover how PayCargo simplifies a better way to pay and get paid. And tell them Flying Talkers sent you. That's www.paycargo.com. Great people to do business with. And now, hopscotching the world for headlines, here comes Indigo, the strong, silent type. Indigo Cargo. Yeah, India's top carrier by market share 
has been known to be a strong, silent leader. It innovates quietly, then it moves on. However, on one count, Indigo has been a late starter, having lost the advantage to first mover SpiceJet in initiating a freighter business. Indigo promoter Rahul Basha is now waking up to cargo in a big way. A late convert to the potential of cargo, Indigo is trying to catch up on lost ground. As one of the innovative airlines in India, as well as around the world, why did it take so long for this carrier to jump onto the cargo scene in a big way? Well, William Bolter, chief commercial officer, speaking to us said, we had started focusing on cargo, that's capital C-A-R, capital G-O, the cargo division, some years back, and it was a critical part of our ancillary revenues. Note the word ancillary. The pandemic further accentuated the potential of the cargo business for us as it provided revenues in the absence of scheduled commercial flight operations within India or internationally. Yeah, everywhere else. He went on to emphasize that COVID-19 has reestablished cargo's importance in the airline business with plenty of opportunities in the future, and we are confident of its longer-term development post-COVID, hence the investment in a freighter fleet which will use the same pool of cockpit crew and engineers that we use for our 230-plus Airbus fleet. There was an enormous variety of air cargo and with the first of four A321s due to enter service in 2022, we plan on servicing every possible commodity from perishables through electronics to express e-commerce, said the CCO. Bolter pointed out some time ago that there was a cargo team in place, he said, and Indigo has been working on it since 2013, been quietly strengthening their approach. Meantime, SpiceJet's former chief financial officer, Kiran Koteshwar, has been picked up as an advisor for the cargo project at Indigo, and he has been recruiting personnel from FedEx and Blue Dart. Let the games begin. There are chances that Indigo could form in an alliance with a global integrator like FedEx or UPS, as Boulder acknowledged it's only when you carry cargo on long-haul routes that you start getting premium yields. So he's seeing that business and don't for a minute think he won't take advantage of it because COVID lit the fire. The pandemic provided the boost that was needed to start thinking seriously about cargo. That's not news anywhere, is it? Today, cargo is a headline everywhere. Cargo business, this is a quote, was very helpful for the aviation industry as it generated some revenues in absence of scheduled commercial flight operations, yada, yada, yada. That's what Bolter said. So we're working toward the future. Interesting how the song carries on, isn't it? We've heard that everywhere. Bolter recounted how we entered the crisis with no freighters, but we deployed 12 a 320 321 passenger aircraft for cargo operations as our cargo and cabin charters. Why not? They had nowhere else to fly. We've been able to carry significant payloads, he said, on our passenger aircraft, depending on commodity, by using the aircraft belly space and some minor equipment and procedural changes in the cabin. We've all seen it. Uplifted post office mail, small packages strapped to the seat, 
went to a new level with the carriage of essential supplies and medicine in the early weeks of the lockdown, and Indigo have contributed to the cause by transporting the vaccines to regional cities thanks to our extensive network and unparalleled flight frequency, Mr. Bolter said. The new modes of revenue generation, he said, would play a crucial role in the long-term prosperity of the sector. All of this has been possible with the use of latest technologies available during the pandemic. Bolter mentioned that we have incorporated real-time tracking of all the COVID-19 vaccine boxes which have moved across the length and breadth of the country. Considering the sensitivity of the commodities, we've also been carrying oxygen concentrators, medical equipment, and critical hospital supplies during this period. The speed of movement coupled with the use of technology has been a winning combination for our success in cargo logistics. The launch of our very own cargo shipper application for both Android and iOS platforms has been a grand success with over 48% usage across our network, he said. He also emphasized that Indigo's goal was ease of business with the use of technology, and we have a number of digital implementations planned toward the end of 2021. So wake up, check your monitor, stay tuned. Indigo has initiated a freighter program, as we mentioned at the top, for A321 aircraft. The delivery of our first freighter is expected during the first half of 2022. Mr. Boulder said, helping the cause of the homegrown cargo carriers like SpiceJet and Indigo in December of last year, the government put its foot down on non-scheduled cargo operations by foreign airlines to Bengaluru, Chennai, Delhi, Kolkata, Hyderabad, and Mumbai. The then Civil Aviation Minister Hardeep Singh Puri said, change was done to give level playing field to Indian Airlines. In fact, Indigo's CEO, Ranjoy Dutta, had committed that his airline would take advantage of the gap created by the absence of foreign carriers. Boulder said he was of the opinion that India had a strong potential in the air cargo segment due to a fast-growing economy and unsatisfied demand that has further been accentuated with the advent and distribution of vaccines. Indigo cargo flight operations in the cargo in-cabin mode were initiated to support the nation to maintain supply chains for essential commodities, and this innovation helped in identifying opportunities to bring in some revenue through domestic and international charters during the lockdown. Owing to restricted belly capacity, cargo remains a focus area for Indigo, and we hope and expect cargo in-cabin charters will continue to some extent beyond 2021. Well, the move paid off. Boulder acknowledged Indigo increased its cargo revenue by 10% through 2021, even though passenger belly capacity was massively reduced. This was done through deployment of that cargo upstairs, 6,500 charters to date, and increased yields for cargo flown in our bellies. We face the future with confidence and expect a healthy growth in revenues, he said. Post-COVID, once the passenger aircraft belly capacity returns in full force, the current strong market for freighters will be reduced incrementally. I'm reading it, but I'm hoping he's not saying that. Let's see what happens. However, he was quick to point out that there will always be a certain level of demand for freighter aircraft, especially for commodities, which are not allowed to be transported on passenger flights. Once the economy resumes 
and a strong growth path, and there is an additional export drive, then more opportunities are likely to emerge. He explained that the belly capacity of wide-body passenger aircraft was sufficient in most cases between international points, and where it was not, then you'll see proper freighter aircraft deployed, as before, for instance, between China and India. There may be still occasional missions for cargo in cabin, but this will only be during temporary shortages of supply. For Indigo, our normal belly capacity and with the freighters, that's the future. He also pointed out that we operate a broad network point to point within India and beyond to over 70 domestic cities and 24 internationally. Whilst there is a current need for transshipment at various times, the real need for feed will come with the introduction of the freighters. So stay tuned. Indigo is going into it big time, and you'll be right on the front lines to hear about it. Thanks to Tirthankar Ghosh. This is Jeffrey Arendt. That's it for our presentation today, and thanks for joining us. Thanks for your time, this time, until next time. This is Jeffrey saying, keep them flying, air cargo. And good night, Joe, wherever you are.